This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump, and now he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Yep. Beautiful. Greatest the woke are asleep. They just don't know it. They're sleeping through the American century when communism, fascism, Islamic terrorism, and racism were dying their deaths, unnoticed and unmarked by the sleeping generation. American history is being mutilated beyond recognition by our public school teachers, curricula, and unions. All of our faults, slavery, colonialism, suppression of Native Americans, racial segregation, the internment of Japanese Americans, are magnified and our essential contributions to God's glory and the progress of man are ignored. The woke left says that history is only an opinion about past events and people biased by contemporary self-interest. But this this is the truth, not the relative truth of a woke mob, but the actual truth of history as it happened. It is America that founded democracy, proved a nation could be governed by the will of its people. And it is America that in a gigantic act of painful exorcism, Hmm. eliminated slavery and set an entire people free, an act without global presence. It is America that throughout the world made the most important inventions that we've ever had. It is America that rescued the world three times from militarism in World War I, fascism in World War II, and communism in the Cold War. We are the freest land in the world and the most compassionate, generous, and creative. We funded Europe's recovery after World War II, and put our former allies and enemies back on their feet. We are the only nation in the world defined by its ideals, not by its ethnic ancestry. That was beautiful, Dick Morris. He just wrote that this morning. That was beautiful. Happy birthday, America. Yes, happy birthday. And Dennis Demille, happy birthday, Dennis. (laughs) Okay. I'm here with my... Irrepressible and irreplaceable sidekick, Doug DePiero. Psychic? Sidekick. Psychic. And um, happy birthday to America, Doug. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, um, everybody says, why are all these characters running for the Republican nomination when they have no chance of winning? Why are there 12 candidates right now with Dirty Dozen? 
And the answer is that they believe and the Republic and the Democrats believe that when Trump is indicted again and again, oh, God. it'll knock him out of the race. And they're celebrating the fact that the Department of Injustice is about to bring indictments on 30 or 40 new counts against Trump. Come on. Yep, 30 to 40. Oh, God. Some of them relate to the uh, Atlanta phone call where he called the Secretary of State and said, please count the votes accurately. And they claimed that that was election interference. <laughs> but more importantly, they have 20 or 30 or 40 counts related to January 6th. And they are saying <clears throat> that when Trump said this election is rigged and is fixed and, uh, and the results should be overturned, that he was constituting a seditious conspiracy to overthrow the government. Hmm. That what he was doing was not just wrong, but was seditious, and that he should be convicted of sedition uh, under the Sedition Act that was passed in 1797 and basically repealed but not used. Can you believe that? No. That, that he actually was trying to overthrow the government when what he was trying to do was to sustain democracy right. and protest this deformation at the hands of the democratic machine. It's a little bit like what's going on now in Brazil. Bolsonaro, the president, was defeated for re-election with massive election fraud, and he complained about it. And now the court in Brazil has ruled that he can't run for president or anything else for 10 years. That's what they're hoping happens with Trump. Why? Because he complained about Why? Yeah. That's he, how they... Well, they claim you're mounting a coup. You're, mm. you're overthrowing the government. Mm -hmm. Same thing are prosecutors are claiming Got it. with absolutely no basis. And the point is that the, that these things are not going to hurt Donald Trump, that the more they go after him, the more they persecute him, the more it becomes clear to everybody that this is a persecution. This is a witch hunt. Right. This is suppression of democracy, not an exercise of democracy. Right. And that the truth of the song by Jimmy Cliff becomes apparent. What doesn't kill them makes them stronger. Yeah, exactly. And they're, the more they illustrate their bias, the two-tier justice system, their gross, excessive, bloody, bloodthirsty partisanship, the more they illustrate that by continuously indicting Donald Trump on nonsense, the more it causes this massive public reaction. Now, the other day I was on with media and I was asked, does, does this cumulative effect uh, hurt Donald Trump, and uh, is it when they keep doing it and keep going on, won't some of this stick to Trump? And my answer is absolutely not, that it's the precise opposite. The more they do this, the more they emphasize the deep state, the more they emphasize how unfair this proceeding is. And it helps Trump. It doesn't hurt Trump. And I believe that if Trump is indicted again on 20 or 30 counts, uh, whatever, uh, that he's not only not going to be guilty, he's going to be helped, and it'll move him up and it'll also block anybody else out of the Republican primary because nobody will be able to campaign, nobody will be able to get a word in edgewise. Everything will be, is Trump guilty or innocent? And if you think he's innocent, 
you think he's being persecuted, you can't run against him. You can't say, oh, he's being persecuted. The Department of Justice is trying to kill him. This is outrageous, but I'm not going to vote for the guy. It just doesn't work that way. And I think that, that the more they come after Trump, the more they go after him. Now, somebody asked me the other day on media, Trump said during the campaign of, nine, of 16 that if he murdered someone on Broadway, uh, people would still vote for him. What did I think? And I said, no, if he murdered somebody on Broadway, he'd be out of the race. He'd be in jail and people would be opposed to him. But he did not murder somebody on Broadway. What he did was to take some files that he had a right to and kept them as secret and as hidden as they're supposed to be. What he did was to call the vote counter and secretary of state in Georgia and say, please be accurate in your vote count. And what he did on January 6th was to tell the people to go home peacefully. But they are trying to say that the act of objecting to the 2020 election, the act of saying it was rigged and fixed, the act of exercising your free speech to do that is sedition and is prosecutable and indictable, and we're going to indict him for this. And they could indict him till forever, but it's not going to make any difference. It'll help this guy. You'll see him move up and up and up, impelled by the democratic action. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, as Sir Isaac when, Newton said. When a, a manager comes running out and he <laughs> protests the, uh, you know, the umpire, it wasn't a strike, it was this or whatever, right? That's what he did. Yeah, well, of course, but sometimes the manager gets ejected, but it's... it's, If he kicks sand on him, remember Billy Martin? (laughs) Right, but it's the the job of of the political candidate and of the president to articulate when some gross miscarriage of justice takes place. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk about one of the pleasurable sights of American politics these days. Kamala Harris twisting slowly in the wind. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. The polls are in, and I would now like to brief you on the popularity and job approval of Vice President Kamala Harris. That's cruel. It's so cruel. Now, too low for zero is within the statistical margin of error of zero. <laughs> um, seriously. I'm Cam- offended. Kamala Harris is getting framed, and she's getting screwed by the Biden administration and its handlers and Biden himself. Too easy. They could defend her. They could give her assignments where she would shine. Instead, they asked her to take care of the border problem, the one problem that they're one of the problems they're actually causing and do not want to be solved. Mm. They're constant, and they constantly are leaking stuff that she's incompetent, that she 
Her staff quits all the time, that she has tirades against them. Who's leaking this? What do you mean? The Biden people are leaking this. Really? This, this is all coming from the White House. There is no strong Republican effort to get Kamala Harris. She's off our radar screen. Nobody's looking at her. The only people who are generating negatives on Kamala Harris and are pointing out her shortcomings and are putting her in positions where she's likely to fail are the Biden Democrats. Mm. And the reason they're doing that is that she is a form of insurance, just like Allstate or, or, uh, or any of the insurance companies. She is a form of insurance against Biden being thrown out. Ah. When you look at Biden falling apart, you look at him unable to walk up a flight of stairs, you look at him falling on his face, you look at him forgetting where he is, you look at him saying things that are just inappropriate. Stand up to the guy that's got, that has no legs. Stand up. You're dealing with a, a, the next sentence everybody says is, we've got to get him out as president. And the next sentence somebody says is, well, wait a minute. That would be Kamala Harris as president. Imagine. We can't have that. No, we can't have Harris as president. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's great. Kakala Harris as president. Kakala Harris. Not something that's funny. No. And the reason that she's being uh, impugned and derided and knocked by the Democrats, mm. by the pay, by the mainstream media is that they want to make her radioactive so that Biden cannot possibly be removed. Hmm. It's precisely what Richard Nixon did in 1968 and 72 when he nominated Spiro Agnew as his vice president. He knew that Agnew was damn near indicted in Baltimore. He knew that his county executive, Biden, was massively, I'm sorry, um, Agnew was massively on the take. And he knew that no serious person thought that Agnew could possibly be president. And that's why he was there, because he, Nixon knew they'd try to throw him out. And he knew that the only defense he had was that his vice president would be even worse than he was. And in the what event when we had to get rid of, of Nixon, the first thing we did was to, get, was to indict Agnew he pled guilty or no low contendere, which is the same thing. He had to resign as vice president. And then Nixon appointed Gerald Ford, who was a perfectly acceptable alternative, as vice president. And then the impeachment of Richard Nixon flowed smoothly, mm-hmm. and his days were numbered. Once the alternative was Gerald Ford, not Spiro Agnew, it was clear that that Nixon could be removed without great harm to the country. Interesting. That is exactly what is happening now to Kamala Harris. Now, she wasn't put on the ticket because of that. Uh, I don't think that Biden understood the, or his handlers understood how terrible she was. But when she became terrible and when Biden became terrible, and as the details of the Biden scandal are coming out, his relationship with Hunter and the whole bit are becoming public, Kamala Harris becomes an absolutely vital element in the defense of Joe Biden. Hmm. And therefore, nobody says anything nice about her. Everybody dumps on her, and they give her assignments where she's going to really fall apart. And uh, that's the real story of Kamala Harris. Uh, Let's go to uh, Sandra in New Jersey. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Happy birthday to the United States and Dick Morris. Thank you so much for teaching us every 
week, all the stuff that we need to know. Thank you know, you. I wanted to ask you, you're welcome. I wanted to ask you a question. You know, Donald Trump, I think he will definitely be the nominee. But after that is my concern. For instance, Georgia, a very important state to win. Governor Kemp, I feel that Donald Trump needs a peacemaker to help him make amends or, or just like maybe you or Greg Kelly or Kelly and Conway or even. What or you're Ingram. proposing is chemotherapy. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's only a pill that would make Donald Trump back off like that. Right. Uh, when Trump sees something, Especially he calls it and he's honest. And even when he's wrong or exaggerated, he's still honest. Right. And uh, I don't think that. I don't think it ever works to tell Trump to tone it down. It's the only thing he can do is aim him in a different direction. Right. He's a piece of artillery that's going to fire, and all you can do is aim it. You can't tell it not to shoot. Well, tell him once in a while that was great what you did yesterday with the whatever you know. You, yeah, but and, and but, then he goes, "Oh, maybe I'll do that again." Well, but you need to. Give him proper aim. Right. So I agree that he shouldn't go off on the governor of Georgia. He needs him. But that's fine. He's going to go off on somebody. Just move it away from Georgia. Mm. So he's going after the, you know, the governor of New York instead. Right. And and I think that's a profound point, but I don't think you can you can actually do it. Uh, let's go to Steve in Thank Boulder. Thank you, Sandra. Boulder, Colorado, Steve? Yes, it's, it's Steve in Boca Raton. How are you? Oh, Boca. Oh, I'm Boca. sorry. They got it wrong. Hi, neighbor. The Go two, ahead. The two of you guys are just fabulous. So I want to extend an invitation to the two of you and Roger Stone to come to one of my Friday night barbecues. Well, and that's, if, that's if, not why I'm calling. If Roger's, invited, if Roger's invited, I'd prefer that he be the meat at the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good no friend in, in, in Boca named Steve. <laughs> Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, Steve. You're very I know you're very strategic. <laughs> I'm going to make one suggestion that I think would be incredibly valuable for Donald Trump. He needs to appeal like he did in 2020 to the blacks when he said, what have you got to lose? Right. He needs to talk about all the shortcomings of the Biden administration to the Democrats. Yep. He should be a little softer and appeal to the Democrats, and he'll bring a tremendous amount over to him. Dick yes. Morris is My, doing that right now. The strategy I'm pushing, Steve, is something I call fusion. Mm. <clears throat> we based our politics on fission, the alternative way to get nuclear energy. Split the atom, and it splits other atoms, and more atoms are split all over the place, and division causes the energy. But you get more energy out of fusion when two helium molecules get together and produce hydrogen. They mate. And eventually can cause an atomic reaction. I believe that what Trump needs to do is to take those issues that Democrats and Republicans agree on. Neither of them are in favor of high-tech censorship. Neither of them are in favor of pesticides causing cancer. Neither of them are in favor of, of uh, electric meters and homes that monitor your every movement and basically repeal the Fourth Amendment. Neither of them are in favor of overuse of antibodies that makes our medicines obsolete and ineffective. Both, both groups, liberals and conservatives, agree on that stuff. And what the point Trump needs to make to the Democrats is he can get it done because he is the one who can, they can send into the field to fight the FDA right. and to fight Big Pharma and to fight the military-industrial complex 
and to stop us from being getting getting involved in every little war they can possibly find. So you're saying he's going for that vote. He's going to get that vote, the Democrat vote. Yeah, I, I believe that basically the party, the two parties have morphed into four parties. There's the MAGA Republicans and there's the uh, Rhino Republicans and there's the party Democrats and the movement Democrats. And the movement Democrats represented by Robert Kennedy right now are ripe for Donald Trump because much of what he believes is what they believe. And, uh, for example, they're both opposed to mandatory vaccinations. They're both opposed to vaccinating children. Uh, They're both opposed to foreign wars and endless involvement in war. Those fundamental issues, they disagree about abortion, but not much else. And I believe that it is going to be very likely that we get a lot of those votes because basically it's the right and the left against the establishment, against the center. Against the and call it what you want. We call it the deep state. They call it the military industrial complex. We call it uh, big tech. Uh, they call it big pharma. But it's the same thing. Mm. And by uniting against our enemies and understanding that Donald Trump can take them on and Joe Biden can only be their mouthpiece and their puppet, we can get those votes. And that's fundamental strategy I call Fusion. This is great. You also talked about torpedo, torpedoing yeah. from each side. Yeah, let's side. take the deep state, the ship, and we'll torpedo it from the right, and they torpedo it from the left, great. and together it's going to go down. That is great. So I don't propose an alliance with Robert Kennedy. There's too many fundamental issues we don't agree with. Right. But when Kennedy does as he did this week to the southern border and says we have to stop this, we can't let these people into the country – uh, there a lot of them are criminals and traffickers and all of that. Um, that makes him a very acceptable candidate, and I think that as he acclimates the left to that kind of idea, when they go into the general election, they become very likely Trump supporters. This is the Dick Morris Show on seventy-seven WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Hi, Al. Hi, Dick. How are you doing, Doug? Uh, my Good. question to you is, uh, you know, if uh, Joe Biden stays on track to be the nominee, which you, you, you were saying, which is so true, which is a question mark, do you think uh, Harris will stay as his running mate, Not or if- will they... Not if, they, drop her, do you think? not if they ditch Biden. If they ditch Biden, Harris, is, uh, Harris will go with him. Uh, Harris will then declare for president and she'll get clobbered. No, he's saying if Biden runs, will they get rid of Kamala? Yeah. If Biden runs, yeah, have he can't drop Kamala. Why? Because she's black. Yeah, but... Eh. I think I just answered your question. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, wow. now... Uh, the question that what we're going to talk about now is should Trump debate uh, in the Republican debate? The Republican National Committee has established 
August 23rd is the date for the first Republican presidential debate. And they've set criterion for who can participate. Uh, They have to have a certain rating in the polls. They have to have raised a certain amount of money. uh, And they also have to sign a pledge saying that they will not debate unless it's under the auspices of the Republican Party uh, and that they will support the winner of the primary in the general election. And the question is, should Donald Trump debate? And Trump's position is, why should I debate? I am now... He's 50 points yeah, ahead in all, some polls. First of all, that's like a Honda motorcycle. It's not he's, even a Harley. He's 50 points ahead in some polls, 40 in others, 30 in the most conservative. So why should he debate? Uh, a debate would be a 12-man firing squad shooting at him uh, because they would all have to go against Trump. And then on top of it, the debate would be sponsored by Fox News that is explicitly and overtly and totally anti-Trump. Yeah, right. Have you noticed lately DeSantis is like their poster boy? He's on all the time. They're doing everything they can to push him. Oh, really? Uh, because it's on orders from Murdoch, who hates Trump and is determined to show his power by sure. defeating him. Watch the movie Succession on cable and you get a feel for Donald, for um, Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Really? And... Um, why should Trump let himself in for that? Why should he go into that situation? I've proposed to President Trump that he count that he stage a rally uh, at the exact same time as the debate uh, and that he draw his usual 40,000, 50,000 screaming people that makes it look like it's a million. 80 million people. Yeah. yeah. And that then he go up and he say, okay, who did better in the ratings, me or the 12 candidates? And uh, he'll have a much, much higher rating than the 12 candidates. Uh, it'll become clear, and he'll say, okay, if you're a MAGA Republican, watch my rally. I'm going to be laying out my policies for the second term. And if you're a rhino, watch the debate and choose which of these rhinos you want. Um, That'll do it. Uh, Doug has a wonderful new name for Chris Christie. Let me think about it. Um, Rhinocerous. Well, yeah, he's the rhinocerous. <laughs> rhinocerous. I'm working on an illustration of yeah. it right now. And uh, Rhin- Wait, let me think about it. Rhinocerous. Yes, that's right. it. And if you want a rhinocerous or some <laughs> other rhino, go watch the debate. If you want to understand MAGA policies and talk about how they can save this country, come and watch my rally. Now, the Republican Party is, gonna, is absolutely having a fit over this. They're doing everything they possibly can to get Trump to participate. On the one hand, saying, what, is he afraid to participate? If he can't yeah, debate sure. us, how could he debate the Democrats? And everybody knows that's BS. Uh, or he's, or they're trying to get him, put him on Fox News and try to show him that it's a friendly environment. But then they put him on the interview with Brett Baer. Oh, God. Who spent the first 10 minutes of the interview talking about his indictment and talking about every speck of the evidence of the charges against him. And uh, Trump answered it beautifully. He was fabulous on defense. But why should he put himself through that? After it was over, he called me and he said, how did I do? I said, you did great, but you were on defense the whole time. You don't win wars through defense. Be on offense. This is not 
and, and, and I said, this is why you shouldn't debate. Right. And he because agreed with you, he too. He agreed with me after a day or two. It took a day or two. I know. But, uh, but you know, this is precisely what they're going to put you through if you go to this debate. By the way, he, he calls you like four minutes after it was on TV, right away. You know, he but had the, to know what Dick Morris thought. Doug Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the whole concept is that the Republican Party needs him to be in this debate because the Republican National Committee is so discredited with the Republican voters and the Republican Party. And Republican campaigns are so independent from the National Committee. In fact, don't give money to the Republican National Committee. Uh, let your hand palsy as you're writing the check. Mm. Um, give it to candidates or give it to Trump uh, or give it to, uh, give it to people where you know they're on our side. And the Republican National Committee is controlled by Karl Rove, who is a George Bush guy who hates Donald Trump. And it is as pro-Trump as... Uh, as Liz Cheney is, uh, and for the same reason that they uh, they stopped Jeb Bush from becoming president, which is the proper order of succession in the Bush monarchy. And by Trump stopping Jeb and from mocking him and saying he was low-energy Jeb, he committed a sin, and the Republican National Committee and Karl Rove will never forgive him for that. Mm. And we should not go into that debate. It's like Custer going to Little Bighorn. Stay away. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Hi, Judith. Hello, Judith. Hi. Um, you know, I'm calling because let me just say, Princess Diana was called the People's Princess, and like a couple of years ago, I wrote a letter in one of the local papers that was published, and I was defending President Trump, and I called him the People's President. And you take a look at South Carolina. I understand there were 75,000 people standing in 90 degrees adoring him and saying how they love him. And by the way, Dick, Brett Baer, he was so hostile. He he threw out a bunch of names that Trump uh, fired didn't like. And that just proves that just proves that Trump expects excellence. That's all that it proves Mm -hmm. that he wants excellence. Okay. and let me just also say Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, a media person for 30 years, has said, and it's very important to know because she knows media for 30 years that it's the media that has created a monster out of a really nice, genuine, patriotic, nice guy called President Trump. And these prosecutors are dishonest. They are vicious persecutors. And that's all I got to say for today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Judith. Thank you, Judith. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's go to uh, Chris in Westchester. Chris? Yeah. Hey, uh, hi, Dick. Uh, Dick, I I listen to everything you say. I remember you said that... uh, there are too many voters now to all vote on Election Day, and that's why we yep. need mail-in now. And you said that uh, Republicans have to uh, develop outreach like the Democrats do. Right. Be with Democrats that way would go, go out. Well, that's right. Uh, how can they, do you think? They, all they, can go, have- they can go door to door, and we have to pay them to do that. We have to give money to campaigns to pay them so that just like union members get paid to get at the Democrats. They have to go door to door and not say, are you for Trump? Do you like Trump? Isn't Trump great? But to say, here is a ballot. Fill it in right now, and here is a ballot box. Put it right in there, and your vote will be counted. Mm. And actually, and when they come back to the headquarters, don't say, I have 76 favorables. Say, I got 76 votes. 
so that the election is over before Election Day and that the Democrats, when they sabotage voting machines, when the printers run out of ink and they deliberately elongate the lines of voters waiting to vote and they realize that those lines are filled only with Republicans because Democrats have already voted, it won't be true. It will be the opposite. The Republicans will have already voted. And that is the key to beating the ballot fraud mm-hmm. and the key to reelecting Trump. Now, I want to go to Elaine in New Jersey because as I've been learning more about electric meters in people's homes, I've come to see it as part of the efforts of the deep state to monitor and control us. And I think this is one of those issues where Democrats and Republicans can agree on. Elaine? Hi, Elaine. Yes, I try... I guess my will, PSC and G of New Jersey, installed a, a, a um, smart meter. I'm very upset about it. I know these smart meters are unsafe and unlawful, and that these smart meters are not approved by the underwriter's laboratory. So if the owner has a fire at their house, the insurance will not pay. And Congress, were you aware that Congress accepted kickbacks from the manufacturer hmm. to subsidize these meters with mm-hmm. money stolen from the taxpayers? Mm-hmm. Were you aware of that? Well, uh, of a, a version of that, yeah. Uh, I, I think, Elaine, that your basic point is right, but I would hang it less on safety and more on privacy. Uh, the Fourth Amendment says we shall be secure in our homes against unreasonable searches and seizures except by warrant. And what this does is it tells you everybody which room of the house you're in, how long you're there, and and what you and how much electricity you use? Yeah, big brother. So, are you operating a business in your home when it's zoned for residential? Well, this meter will tell them. Uh, are you growing marijuana at home? This meter will tell them. Uh, are you having an affair? The electric company will know it, and they are able to sell this information to anybody they want, and it means your privacy is just completely and totally gone. And I believe this is the deep state being brought into each of our homes. And people are doing this voluntarily. They're signing up for it voluntarily. The power company says, oh, I just have a new meter to replace your old one. Let us in and let us install it. The accept button. And then if you say, take the damn thing out, they charge you 100 bucks and they uh, charge you 8 or $10 a month for not having the electric meter. This should be banned, and we should each refuse to have these meters because they literally are deep state or big brother in our house. Mm. Let's go to Max in East Hampton. Hi. Yeah, I, I want, uh, that person said what I wanted to say about uh, preventing election fraud. Yeah. Because Zuckerberg is going to give money again, as he did in 2020. So... Is this a plan that Trump uh, yes. is going to do, or you yes. plan? No, no, it's Trump's. Uh, Trump is now explicitly urging people to vote early and to vote by paper ballot in in mail-ins and absentee. And the whole concept of you vote on election day unless you can't is gone. We're no longer discussing that. What we're saying is vote as early as you possibly can. Get that vote in the ballot box. And take the ballot box to people, home delivery. Uh, Don't wait for them to come out. And do ballot harvesting operations in churches, in veterans' uh, places, in uh, in, in, uh, 
in Elks clubs and all of that kind of stuff, uh, and in churches mainly where Republicans congregate, and get those votes in the vote box already cast before the election day starts. That's how we can stop voter fraud. Okay, when we come back, we can talk about Hunter and the impact that this is having on the election. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Well, it's a week or two after Father's Day, right? Two, three weeks, I think. Yeah. But um, let's give a tribute to uh, a father who was the president of the United States and his son. I'm going to be like you, Dad. <laughs> you know I'm going to be like you. As I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me Oh my God My boy was just like me Yep, Hunter Biden was just like Joe Just like Joe And uh, Hunter Biden's scandals are increasingly becoming Joe's scandals And uh, and that is, the it is so odd, so ironic And so uh, triumphant right now, so good That Trump is the one who's under indictment, and Biden is the one who's running desperately from scandal. <clears throat> scandal is not a big element in Trump's negatives. Uh, what are they going to mad that he that he took the records with him, or mad that he uh, opposed the election result? That's not huge, but the emerging evidence from the China scandal and the Ukraine scandal are both enormous, and the conduct and Joe Biden is now responsible for the conduct of Hunter Biden. And Hunter has made that clear by saying on that WhatsApp, which is the guy sitting next to me, is is the one who's arranging for the, these payments, and unless they're made, he's going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. Basically, what Hunter Biden is saying is... We are family. And the way he said it, it was like he was all mobbed up, like he was the muscle. Yeah. You know, he was like, oh, now, yeah. Now, his defense is that he was... Driving that train, how cocaine. Driving that train, how cocaine. Driving that train, how cocaine. He kept repeating himself. So the don't muscle on coke. he was high on cocaine. The muscle on coke. But, and whether he was high on cocaine or not, the fact is... That in 2013, is that Joe Biden had a net worth of $27,012, went total net worth when he left the United States Senate after 36 years in office. Under 30 grand. That has to be one of the tributes to integrity. It is amazing that a person could go through 36 years in the Senate and still have a tiny net worth. Good for him. Maybe his, maybe his son used it to buy drugs. Good for his integrity. Then, in the four years as vice president, he increased his net worth to three and to two and a half million. But when you consider a four hundred thousand a year salary, and you consider lots of speaking fees, and mm. and Joe wrote a book uh, that didn't wasn't a big bestseller, but it sold okay. Mm-hmm. And you put that together, and okay, maybe that was quiet, honestly. Okay. Then, 
in 2017, the year after he left office, his income was $11 million that year. And the next year it was $5 million. Now, he can account for much of this. He had 8 to $10 million from the new book that he wrote, uh, making trying to cash in on his, trying to talk about the pain that his son's death caused him. Uh, and But there's $2.5 million when you go through his income that's missing. Where did it come from? And the answer is that in 2013, when Joe Biden flew to Beijing as vice president, he took with him his son, Hunter. Nobody does that. He had his whole family. He had, had Hunter Biden there, like it's a sightseeing trip. <laughs> and everybody wondered, what's Hunter doing there? But the fact is that he brought Hunter because he was the bag man. He was the one who would actually go around collecting the money from the Chinese. And the Chinese, of all people, understood that. And when they walked off the plane, Hunter went into meetings with all the top Chinese bankers and commercial officials. And he walked out with literally over $10 million. Uh, they agreed to put him in charge of brokering deals for, the, for a division of the Bank of China. <laughs> and it's estimated that they brokered over $30 million of deals and that his take on that was 10%. Uh, he, he invested money in all kinds of operations, including the energy company owned by the Chinese government, and got kickbacks from that. And this is all clear. This is all evident, established by evidence. And uh, the, the House Committee investigating this has proven all of this stuff. But the next step is what's being controverted, which is where did that money go? How much of it went to Joe Biden? Now, we know that Hunter said in his laptop that he's sick of having to subsidize the whole family and carry everything. And he told his daughter, you are not going to have to give 10%. You're not going to have to split half your earnings with me like I have to split it with Pop. <clears throat> and, and when he was negotiating the division of his spoils in China, he told his business partner and online said, we're going to have to reserve this share for the big guy. Everybody knows that. Right. They know who he is. Right. But increasingly, the, there is evidence coming out that Joe Biden was in almost, was in, met with virtually every client that Hunter Biden had. Virtually every member of the family who was doing this brought these people to Joe, and it made an enormous difference. And uh, I believe that as this investigation unfolds, we're going to see more and more evidence of it going to Joe Biden. Um, a lot I mean, of this is in your book, right? Yeah, it is, which is not out yet. So right. We'll we'll talk about that when it comes out, which is whenever the damn publisher gets his act together. But it should be very soon. <laughs> and as you can tell, I'm very frustrated by that. Mm. But um, but we we're going to document this. And the other thing that I talk about in my book, which I have discussed on the air here, is all the stuff China got from the United States because of these bribes, all of the commercial advantages, all of the wealth, all mm. of the income that they got. Payola. Well, more than that, uh, they were brought in on the spoils of the global economy and were able to exploit it by, under, by overvaluing their currency and subsidizing their exports. China's 
positive balance of trade with the United States before it got into the World Trade Organization was about $35 billion. Now it is $350 billion. Wow. And the only difference is that they got into the World Trade Organization and from inside the tent were able to overvalue their currency, even though that was illegal, and to subsidize exports, even though that was illegal, all violating the rules of the World Trade Organization. Put this into perspective. Japan and Germany and China all recovered from economic doldrums caused largely in World War II, but they used different strategies to do it. Germany's strategy was to be located in the middle of Europe and being central to fighting communism, that if the communists took over Germany, as they almost did it after World War I, uh, they would basically control Europe. And uh, we had to keep Germany prosperous. So there were no reparations, there were no fines, there was no restrictions on their growth. And instead, we let them into uh, NATO and into the European Union. We formed the European Union. I mean, after World War II. After World War II. Yeah, okay. And we put Germany back on its feet. The Marshall Plan dedicated hundreds of billions of dollars to the recovery of Eastern Europe, Mm -hmm. particularly Germany. Japan's strategy was different. It didn't get much from anyone. It wasn't involved in the Marshall Plan. But what it did get was free trade to the United States. So they specialized in research and development to miniaturize computers and to take their skill and miniaturization and technical development to develop new products that basically were suited to the electronic age. And that skill gave them a positive economy and had them recover from the the depression of being wiped out in World War II. China's strategy was totally different. China's strategy was to bribe the president of the United States. It started with Bill Clinton. When he needed money for his campaign for re-election in 1996, I told him, go on the air early, do advertising a year and a half before the election. You're so far behind, you need to do that. And he said, okay, but where will I get the money? And I said, you can raise it. You're president. People will come to receptions. You can put people in the Lincoln bedroom. You can do all kinds of stuff, and you'll end up raising the money. I didn't realize that the way he'd do it would be be China. Mm -hmm. And he cut deals with China, with representatives, Chris Rieti and the Lippo Group, and all kinds of stuff that I'll explain in greater length. And as a result of those bribes, he decided in 2000, after he was safely reelected, to admit China to the World Trade Organization. I remember this. And that was the beginning of China's economic revival, not caused by aid from the U.S., not caused by research and development by China, but caused by its success in bribing President Bill Clinton. <laughs> But they still couldn't access much Horrible. of the American market. So under so they went to Joe Biden and they bought him when he was out of office, when he was in between his vice presidency and his presidency. And what they wanted was total access to the American market. But rather than do it through exports, they encouraged American businesses to leave America and come to China. But if they came to China, they had to change their business 
so that China had a majority ownership of the business. They had to give 51% of the stock to a Chinese partner. Really? And they had to turn over all of their technology to the Chinese government. And companies did this willingly and happily because they said, hey, I'm going to access a market of 1.3 billion people uh, and nobody else is there and I'll make a lot of money. They didn't realize that those people were dirt poor and that they probably couldn't make much at all. They also didn't realize that what China would do and what China did to General Electric and to all kinds of companies is that they stole the technology and then competed against the technology with their own companies and put it out of business. Mm. And that that was, I called it corporate-assisted suicide through China. And uh, that is how China developed its economy and through subsidizing exports and through overvaluing its currency. China succeeded by bribery, and Joe Biden was the essential enabler of that. This wasn't some thing on the side where they paid a few bucks to get a contract. This was a fundamental goal of the Chinese economy and the Chinese government. And Joe Biden receiving these bribes wow. to Hunter was the essential element of that. I'll go through all of this in my coming book, which is called The Biden Corruption Family. So Biden was the perfect guy for China. Absolutely. And perfect they, president. They put him in office because of that. Right. And they and they. This, what do you mean this, they? Who is they? The Chinese intelligence agency and the Chinese government working closely with the deep state in the United States. Wow. We'll talk about all of this in detail when my book comes out and in the future shows. But let's understand that bribing the president of the United States was the Chinese path to economic growth by bribing Bill Clinton and bribing Joe Biden. Wow. And that was the essential way that they were able to recover. And it's working for them. It sure is. Let's go to Mike in Montclair. Hey, Mike. Uh, Dick, um, I agree 100% with what you're saying, but there's a disconnect between uh, with well, you know the fact that it's Joe Biden's business and how we've been trying to prove it. We've been attacking Joe for supposedly lying about talking to Hunter about Hunter's business dealings. They were never Hunter's business dealings. They were always his own business yeah. dealings. Yeah, oh, sure. You're, you're right about that, Mike, and I'm going to go through great depth in this in my book coming out. Right. Uh, so absolutely, you're right. So we talked about how Kamala Harris is Joe's insurance policy that Trump, Trump shouldn't debate because he is the leader of the pack. Why should he subject himself to that? And we talked about how if Trump gets indicted again on multiple counts, it'll fuel his candidacy. And we talked about Hunter Biden being the fundamental vulnerability in the Biden campaign. We'll see you all next week. It's an honor, Dick Morrison. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, America. We'll get together then, and we're going to have a good time. 